You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Welcome to the Outlaw Bible Project Podcast. This is Mike. If your relationship with the Bible feels just a little bit stale, you know, sometimes that happens, you know what? You may just need to experience it in a new and refreshing way and just maybe hearing it out loud conversationally like we do here in this podcast. That's That can be a great way to do that. So if this is doing that for you, I'm so thankful for that. Hope this is valuable to you. It's been a, a fun journey so far. So, so far on the podcast, I've selected books of the Bible to read in an order that, in my opinion, helps lay a foundation for someone trying to grow in their relationship with Jesus, right? So we started in the book of Mark, which kind of played out like this action movie of Jesus's life. And then we read some of Paul's letters to help us grow in our Christian walk. Then we jumped back to Genesis to get an idea of how everything started, not just how the world started, but how Everything, how sin started, how our relationship with God started, and how God started this plan to save us from the consequences of the sin that we brought into the world. And so now we're going to pick up that Old Testament storyline after Genesis, what happens. Uh, We went through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. His people are now in Egypt, being perfectly well taken care of for now. So that's good. We'll pick up that story a little bit later in the podcast. But for right now, we're going to go back to the future. (laughs) so to speak. Uh, the, the book of Luke is another one of those biographies about Jesus's life. And remember, when we started Mark, we talked about the point of ancient biographies being about focusing on a, an overall theme for a person's life. So Mark focused on Jesus being a like a suffering servant. And Luke also wrote a biography, and his focus is going to be a lot more on highlighting Jesus as the Son of Man. He's going to use that term, Son of Man, for Jesus a lot. And he focuses on the fact that Jesus is fully human. And Luke was a doctor. He knew a lot about humans. <laughs> he was uh, very educated. He was a good writer. He admits right at the beginning of this book that other people had started to write other narratives about Jesus. And although he never met Jesus personally, he talked to a lot of people who did. And as we'll see today, Luke knew a lot of the details about the birth of Jesus, details that really only Jesus's mother, Mary, could have known at all. So it's very possible that Luke talked to Jesus's own mother to write some of the accounts of this book. So as we go through the book of Luke, consider how Jesus is a human, just like you, and how that makes being like him possible. Let's check it out in Luke chapters 1 and 2. Since many have undertaken to set in order a narrative concerning those matters which have been fulfilled among us, even as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants of the word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also having traced the course of all things accurately from the first to Write to you, in order, most excellent Theophilus, that you might know the certainty concerning the things which you were instructed. 
There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the priestly division of Abijah. He had a wife of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. Now, while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to enter into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. The whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Zacharias was troubled when he saw him, and and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, don't be afraid, Zacharias, because your request has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. You'll have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth, for he'll be great in the sight of the Lord. And he'll drink no wine or strong drink. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. He'll turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He'll go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to prepare a people prepared for the Lord. Zacharias said to the angel, How can I be sure of this? (laughs) For I'm an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. (laughs) The angel answered him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. I was sent to speak to you and bring you this good news. You will be silent and not able to speak until the day that these things will happen because you didn't believe in my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. Well, the people were waiting for Zacharias and they marveled that he delayed in the temple. When he came out, he couldn't speak to them. They perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple. He continued making signs to them and remained mute. When the days of his service were fulfilled, he departed to his house. After these days, Elizabeth, his wife, conceived. And she hid herself for five months, saying, Thus has the Lord done to me in the days in which he looked at me to take away my reproach among men. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin pledged to be married, to a man whose name was Joseph of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. Having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, you highly favored one. The Lord is with you. (laughs) Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was greatly troubled at the saying and considered what kind of salutation this might be. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you'll conceive in your womb and give birth to a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. There will be no end to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, seeing I am a virgin? The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is born from you will be called the Son of God. 
Behold, Elizabeth, your relative, also has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For nothing spoken by God is impossible. Mary said, Behold, the servant of the Lord. <laughs> Let it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, into the city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zecharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She called out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. (laughs) Why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For when the voice of your greeting came into my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. Oh, blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of the things which have been spoken to her from the Lord. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he looked at the humble state of his servant. For from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy is for generations and generations on those who fear him. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He's put down princes from their thrones and has exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent the rich away empty. He has given help to Israel, his servant, that he might remember mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his offspring forever. Mary stayed with her about three months and then returned to her house. Now the time that Elizabeth should give birth was fulfilled and she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and her relatives heard that the Lord had magnified his mercy toward her and they rejoiced with her. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him Zacharias after the name of his father. His mother answered, no, not not so, but he will be called John. They said to her, there's no one among your relatives who's called by this name. They made signs to his father what he would have him called. (laughs) He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. They all marveled. His mouth was opened immediately and his tongue freed and he spoke, blessing God. Fear came on all who lived around them. And all these sayings were talked about throughout all the hill country of Judea. All who heard them laid up in their hearts saying, what then will this child be? The hand of the Lord was with him. His father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied saying, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been from old. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy toward our fathers, to remember his holy covenant. The oath which he swore to Abraham our father to grant to us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, should serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, 
to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the dawn from on high will visit us, to shine on those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child was growing and becoming strong in spirit and was in the desert until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Now, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. And this was the first enrollment made when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went out to enroll themselves, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to David's city, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to enroll himself with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him as his wife, being pregnant. While they were there, the day had come for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a feeding trough because there was no room for them at the inn. There were shepherds in the same country, staying in the field and keeping watch by night over their flock. An angel of the Lord stood by them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all people. For there's born to you today, in David's city, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is the sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a feeding trough. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly army praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When the angels went away from them into the sky, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem now and, and, and see this that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They came with haste and found both Mary and Joseph, and the baby was lying in the feeding trough. When they saw it, they publicized widely the saying which was spoken to them about the child. All who heard it wondered at the things which were spoken to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these sayings, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, it, just as it was told them. When eight days were fulfilled for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, were fulfilled, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it's written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, that they might do concerning him according to the custom of the law, then he received him into his arms 
and blessed God and said, Now you are releasing your servant, Master, according to your word in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light for revelation to the nations and the glory of your people in Israel. Joseph and his mother were marveling at the things which were spoken concerning him, and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which is spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce your own soul, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she had been a widow for about 84 years, who didn't depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and petitions night and day. Coming up at that very hour, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who were looking for the redemption in Jerusalem. When they had accomplished all things that were according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. The child was growing and was becoming strong in spirit, being filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. His parents went every year to Jerusalem at the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem, according to the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they were returning, the boy, Jesus, stayed behind in Jerusalem. Joseph and his mother didn't know it, but supposing him to be in the company, they went a day's journey and they looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances. When they didn't find him, they returned to Jerusalem looking for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the middle of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us this way? Your father and I were anxiously looking for you. He said to them, Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? They didn't understand the saying which he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth. He was subject to them, and his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and men. When a company or a brand nowadays releases a new product, they will first announce it to influencers who help spread the news to their large platforms and audiences. In this world, the rich, the famous, and the powerful are the keys to a successful launch, both today and 2,000 years ago. But when God announced the savior of the world, he invited messy, outcast shepherds to his launch party of a baby in a feeding trough. And the next people to see him were a widow in the temple and some random old guy who lived in town. If God invited these people first to see his salvation, God's inviting you to get to know Jesus better too. 
That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening. 